0: Oh,
1: Oh, Cheryl, I think we've got a caller.
0: Nightline (gasps) with Carol and Cheryl.
1: Hey guys, Hi. so this week we're very excited because. Off the back of our special last week, we've decided to keep that going, haven't we, Cheryl? Yes. And um, this week we're talking Victorians.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Oh, 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 um, pa pa um, pa pa that's how it goes. Indeed. Um,
1: you know, it was a very exciting time. Um, there was lots of inventions, lots of innovations. They loved steam. They loved sewers. They loved death. They loved the museums and they loved the seaside, didn't
2: they? <laughs> oh yeah, I thought you was going to say they loved dairy then, but you said death.
1: <laughs> <I>, wow. <well>, oh. <laughs> th- yeah, I know, exactly. Maybe not everybody knows this about Victorian times and the Victorians, but they were quite a uh, quite dark people, but but they yeah. had a good sense of fun, you know, at times.
2: And I think one thing that you're going to get from this um, from this show today is the sense of, like, duality of Victorians, really. On the one hand, it's all kind of roses and little pictures of nice little ready-cheeked children. And, and
1: doilies and kittens.
2: On the other hand, you've got, you know, quite dark stuff and all sorts of paranormal and you know, murdery, it's, you know, it, they were a real black and light, light and shadow, the Victorians, weren't they? Indeed. And I
1: think um, you were telling me, weren't you, the other day, actually, which is what sort of kicked it off a bit, was um, you've actually got a, a vintage, or well, antique Victorian bracelet, haven't you? That yes. was passed down.
2: Yes, um, I have, yeah. Um, I am wearing it today. Um, I tend to um, not have... <clears throat> the best of luck wearing I'm wearing it, I tend to sneeze a lot and just feel a bit kind of a bit fluey and I and get headaches and things and I thought I can hear things and I'll take it off and it passes, but I've got it on. Normally, you know, I'll have it on for this. It won't hurt me. But um, yeah, it, it's kind of... um. A chain I'll describe it It's like a charm bracelet With little things on And I think um Glazed Smeg beans oh, From uh, Victorian f- Olses Oh which right is Very nice. fitting
1: So you've even got Some antique Smeg beans For your collection Yes I have
2: yeah. yeah I mean I'm thinking of putting I normally keep My bracelet In my smeg bean cabinet Which thank you Carol Looks lovely In my living room Um, And uh, What I was thinking Of doing is Taking casts Of the smeg beans on the bracelet and maybe having a new bracelet to wear or right. turn into necklaces earrings you know could sell good it as much good idea, idea. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah well it sounds a little bit to me like the bracelet might actually be haunted well <laughs> uh, yes. which is very fitting obviously uh, with this week's topics I think um, if you'd like to get a really good introduction to the Victorians, um, then I think, you know, we you have to start with museums, don't you,
2: I think, really? Yes. Oh, and the beautiful yeah. thing about this country, about Great Britain, is um, especially in London, I think probably in other cities too, museums are absolutely free. You've got the Natural History Museum, you've got the Science Museum, you've got Victoria and Albert. You can just walk in the British Museum, I think that's really special. You can spend hours in there, can't you? And and we have, haven't we, Kez? Oh yeah. All the old dildos and things.
1: Exactly. I know. We always home in on all the dirtiest stuff, basically, don't we? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. your first pit stop's got to be the Pit Rivers Museum, hasn't it? I think they loved to collect things in in them days, didn't they? Put them in jars and cabinets and things. So they could look at them. They didn't want it alive, you see. They wanted to kill it oh, and no. then keep no. it, didn't they? No.
2: Well, yeah, you can't you can't bottle it. You can't bottle it or or pickle it or show it off to people. But yeah, the, that's the Pitt Rivers Museum, um, and it's located in the Oxford University Museum of Natural History. Um, and uh, I I say check that out. Um but yeah, kind of what what kind of stuff would you typically find in that museum? I mean it was it very much represented the collection of eccentric Victorian gentlemen with a lot of money and a lot of time on their well, hands. Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. Going around the globe, collecting, sort of, you know, digging stuff curiosities. up.
2: Curiosities.
1: Yeah, and curiosities, like shrunken heads in jars. We had quite a quite a long good old look at those didn't we in fact I thought sort I of had to had to peel Cheryl away from the glass <laughs> after she was having a look at those yes
2: oh I know I was, mes- I was mesmerized I really
1: were, yeah I don't know if you had the bracelet on but perhaps
2: there was a connection there <laughs> well I did actually maybe it was kind of like kind of magnetism it was drawing me towards them Exactly. Like some kind of smeg bean tribal magic or something you know
1: you never know yeah they maybe they used to use smeg beans in those in their you know tribal rituals in those far-flung lands where they used to I think it's sort of achieved by they take the skull out and then sort of boil the head down so it's sort of shrunk basically.
0: Right,
2: I see and then presumably they turn the they turn the skull into like a the top of their cane or something.
1: Exactly, yeah, you know. You can imagine a, a some kind of uh, warlord, can't you? And then, you know, mm. the Victorians scampering about with their moustaches and and um, pith helmets, just sort of taking things without asking, basically. Yeah,
2: well, so um, the pith helmets, were they made of orange peel or...?
1: I'm not really sure. Do you know what? I think that could be true.
2: <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. membrane of an orange that they you just peel off, collect yeah.
1: them up, and sort of. You,
2: you'd probably need a lot of oranges to make a hat out of pith. You you would,
1: I think you yeah. would do. Yeah, but they and they loved to stuff things, didn't they? They'd go and like find all these exotic animals, and like I don't know, you know, anyone who's been to various sort of museums, like natural history museums, um.
2: Also, Tring, 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 Tring yeah. Natural, Tr- Museum of Natural History in Tring. They've got loads of like little dioramas, like stuffed kittens and mice dressed up having tea, exactly, like Beatrix Potter. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bit mawkish really. With but, dead, dead things. Yeah, yeah, dead. And they've like <laughs> sewn them and you see the in the corner of their mouths, you see the little kind of black wire where they've sewn them up into a smile and then these glassy eyes looking at you.
1: And it was um it was actually the Rothschilds that owned that museum, wasn't it? As well. Oh so.
2: yes, well. Yes, Ross's kids, well. Glitterati I put it past or whatever it's
1: called, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, it runs deep.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well my mum's um she's she's been into taxidermy for a very long time. Um and uh, she's she's also driven a taxi and kind of combined the two, but that's the story for another day. Um yeah, so she she stuffs all sorts of things. It I think my granddad used to um you know, used to have arguments with people, family members. You know, things got a bit heated. Someone had kind of smacked someone round the head with an ashtray, and then, oh God. So instead of disposing of their bodies, he just stuffed them. So my mum learnt from an early age how to kind of stuff humans, dogs. There's a lot of stuffed dogs at my mum's ass. Literally, oh, yeah. mm, every yeah. room you go in, there's a stuffed one that makes you jump out of your skin because there's a new one every day. <laughs> So yeah, yeah she's quite she,
1: prolific <laughs> with her collection. She fills
2: them with all sorts of things. Really, It's usually um like tins of chick, dry chickpeas, Skittles. Skittles are a favourite, actually,
1: <laughs> and probably it's a good place to hide. Things that you don't want people to find, isn't it? Oh,
2: yeah, all sorts of things on VHS. She's got a
1: whole room as well, hasn't she? Of those ones that are sort of a bit more, slightly more elaborate. Some of her attempts are a little bit more worrying, aren't they? But mice having (laughs) having a party, having a rave, she's got something like that, hasn't she? ducks on the phone.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh, God, what is it with her and the ducks on the phone? Well, loads of them, you know those Mickey Monkeys Mouse in on
1: toilets. You know, it's just yeah. like, She, it's the humour, isn't it? It's the dark humour. Oh yeah, she very, very much, much so.
2: Some of it I don't get, like when she puts like somebody like an arm on a, you know, or like a snake on an arm or a. You know, a pelican on a you know with a with high heels. Well, she
1: kind of melds the animals' bits together and things. Yeah, well, yes, yeah. And
2: sometimes there's human parts which she says are from Stoke Mandeville Hospital, but you oh, know. Yes.
1: Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, she's got her connections up there. Yes. Um yes. But yeah, I was I was meaning to ask you actually because. Um, when I came round once there was a family album wasn't there being sort of shown around and like you know we've all got some of our sort of copies of copies of um, great great grandparents and so on but I could have sworn there was a picture that looked remarkably like your mum where she was like in a, a frilly dress with one of them stick and hoops you know like Victorian toys they used to play with down the streets yes
2: yeah, well, my mum, um, she's she's quite old, <laughs> you know. I wouldn't, I, I you know, I, I'm told that's my great grandmother, but I do think the re- resemblance it's very, is uncanny. Very
1: <laughs> uncanny, isn't it? I mean, they obviously strong family resemblance in the Skinners. <laughs>
2: but... Yes, 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 very much so. But I wouldn't put it past my mum to be Victorian, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's probably all the fags, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, preserved her, or maybe she's stuffed, I don't know. Oh, that's
2: true, actually. Maybe she's stuffed herself, and then she's kept oh. alive by the power of Smeg. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> blimey. Well, um, I think we should we should talk about the uh, lady herself, Queen Victoria, whilst we're on oh, the subject. Oh, yeah,
2: should we, should we kneel down, or curtsy, or...? <laughs>
1: Probably curtsy and just duck because she might throw something at you.
2: Oh yes, yeah, quite grumpy, wasn't she? <laughs>
1: she was known for being a bit of a sour I think mainly because she, she lost um, Albert, didn't she? She lived, she lived and breathed for for her well, Albert. The,
2: theirs was a was a great love. You know what I mean? It really what and and that's why in London, almost every every area of London, every every borough, there's at least probably about five or six Albert streets, Albert Road, um, you know, Victorian Albert Musette, so many monuments to him. But you notice this, the next time you're in London or, you know, people abroad, when you're able to come back to London, you look around you and you notice all the streets that are called Albert this, Albert that, even in Hong Kong or, you know, places that were colonies, there'll be Albert this, Albert that, Albert the other. And, um, he well, his namesake was also... um, There's a rumour about what what the Prince Albert is, isn't there, Carol?
1: Oh, well, yeah, exactly, yes. I think a lot of people nowadays know about that piercing that a man can have on uh, on his cock, basically. And it was, yeah, known as being the Prince Albert ring, which supposedly is down to the fact he had such a large... Schlong that he had oh, to sort I of see. like tie it down like a horse you know like the the bit through its nose kind of thing
2: right yeah I'll do, I'll snoo- that's news to me a bit through the nose <laughs> um oh
1: i mean no yeah. i don't mean that do i mean <laughs> like it like a cow like a, a cow, yeah poop through its nose yeah exactly
2: no well I mean, that explains why there's roads and monuments named after him everywhere. If that were me, I'd be bloody mourning as well. <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. yeah. You
2: know, we love the BDE. What a big woman won't
1: do for, yeah, what? a bit of BDE. <laughs> Um, but you said you were watching a bit of a, a documentary, weren't you? About,
0: yeah, it was um, on Netflix, Netflix, actually.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it was called Victoria and Her Children. And I didn't really know. Like, I know she had loads of kids and I just thought she was, you know, like typical queens. They're a little bit distant but love them, you know, a bit, bit removed, bit detached. But, oh, my God, she was a complete bitch. She was horrible to them, like oh. playing mind games and oh, if you go off and if you speak to your sister, then I won't speak to you. And basically constantly threatening him to cut them off the old time. And the worst thing about it is, like, if they ate her so much, oh, they didn't ate her, her enough to cut her out and not get the money, though, did they? Yeah. yeah. She, she kept an old on them because they was all used to having their diamonds and diamonds.
1: Spoilt brats, I bet they were. So, you know, maybe she kept them in line. But um, although there's been some... Some talk, hasn't there, of her offspring? Uh, like her great, her grandson was uh, possibly one of the uh, suspects in the Jack Jack the Ripper murders.
2: You was tell? Is it Albert Victor?
1: That's right. Yes. Oh, there you go,
2: Albert again. Albert again. exactly.
1: Yeah, his name Albert hey?
2: Victor. Well, why do they think that?
1: Um, well, because I think there was accounts of um, apparently somebody saw a royal carriage speeding away from one of the scenes of the crimes. Oh, my God. So what?
2: They was complicit in it.
1: Well, you know, it, and uh, I think it's possible that uh, Queen Victoria knew, but she no. obviously couldn't possibly have let on, you no. know, so had to well, let
2: that go. Well, <laughs> Prince Andrew, I'll just leave that there. I'll just leave that there. They
1: are a slightly... Strange and
2: inbred bunch
1: of the Prince royals. Prince Andrew,
2: I mean, no comment. I'll just leave that there. I'll just leave that hanging, yeah. Yeah. Mm,
1: indeed. Tramp,
2: I don't swear. Oh, right. Tramp's okay. Nightclub okay.
1: and uh, Pizza Express, yeah. So...
2: Yes. So Jack anyway, the Ripper, I yeah. mean oh God. My my family, obviously Carol and I are from Aylesbury in Buckinghamshire. Um, but I come my family originally come from the East End. We're from Bow. My my ancestors worked down the markets in Whitechapel. Um, you know, I, I I've I've grown up with stories that, you know, Jack the Ripper, um, you know, actually affected affected our family i think we had family friends that were involved um and it was just the biggest thing i mean it's famous now but it was just like the biggest hysterical media sensation and the papers were like drumming it up as it was going on every day like when's when's there gonna be a new one who is it it was like it was it was like hysteria, wasn't it, of the whole
0: country?
1: Exactly, well, the whole was empire. Like, you know, the tabloids basically getting getting all that going, weren't they, amongst the public eye? So, um, but you know, it, it's I suppose you know we all love a bit of a a serial murder story, don't we? I mean, it's oh, that we'll morbid just fascination. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're still doing it Hello. now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, so... And they never really got to the bottom of who really, really did it. So, you know, there's lots of people still trying to work it out, even now. I'm possibly even thinking of doing my own investigations on that subject, but um, for another time, you know, so... Oh, my
2: God, you! we should film that and, like, put it on YouTube, do it like a documentary. Yeah,
1: I might just... Maybe we'll go and do a bit of Ouija boarding on the sort of the, the sites of each of the uh, murders or something, you know. That could be yeah,
2: good. well, there's. I wouldn't mind getting down Bagel Bake actually down Brick Lane. I bloody love them. The yeah, tuna melt ones. Yeah, drop in on the way round. <laughs> Fuck me, they're gorgeous. Um, Yeah, I think that's a really good idea, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, and that sort of does lead us towards our next sort of area of of the subject of the Victorians, um, their fascination with death, really, because, as we've said, you know, um, they had a darker side. I guess things were a lot more disease, you know, not the same kind of medicines we have now. So Cholera. Yeah, yeah, it was Polio. you know it's ever present um, death on the horizon. A lot of people being worked to death up chimneys and in factories and stuff like that as well. Um, but there was also the new addition of photography um, that came about um, as a new invention, and of course straight away sex and death, isn't it? <laughs> Let's face it. Um, early. You know, early forms of pornography started up pretty quickly with the advent of photography and film when that came and through. You,
2: you look at them now and you compare it to, like, porn. There, everyone's bush looks fucking massive. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, well there was <laughs> the no and all. there was none. Was none of you Brazilians was there in those days. No, um, and
2: I didn't know women's. I didn't know women's hair like went down their fires a bit because I've always had mine shaved from day dot. You know.
1: Oh, yeah, so you never got to find out, well, yeah, mine sort of joins up pretty much with my leg hairs, but of course, I take care of that, so
2: yes, yeah, well, Carol, can I just say disclaimer, Carol is very smooth.
1: <laughs> I am, oh, always. um, but yeah, Ooh. so I was I was just coming round to their use of photography, Cheryl, actually extended towards they had the idea that when a a loved one was deceased, um, that you could still have a photograph taken to remember them by. So they would go to a studio with their dead loved one and dress them up, prop them up in a chair, paint their eyes on their uh, their closed eyelids. And, oh, is that um, how they did it? And take pictures of them, yes. Yeah. So, so they
2: didn't like prop their eyes open, they painted eyes on top.
1: That's right, yeah. Maybe sometimes if it was possible to use a little bit of... Tape if they or weren't something, too know.
2: tired, yeah.
1: So you know that was quite an interesting revelation. But then I started having having a look back through all my family photographs, and I thought, oh, yeah, their eyes do look a little bit strange, don't they? So I think in the uh, the Trimmer family album, there's uh, quite a few corpses. Um But anyway, yes. Yeah, so. So that was quite an interesting thing I thought about them.
2: Yeah, um, and it's all—I think it's all French when it all that stuff.
1: Well, the porn certainly was. Yeah, yeah, God, you know, it was the hub of smut in those days.
2: Well, the, the Moulin Rouge, the belly pop when it? it's all Paris.
1: Exactly. So they were smuggling in. You know, there's this thinking you know, all prudish English people, you know, oh no, clutching me pearls or my jet or whatever they happened to be wearing in those days and oh not me but you know on the sideboard they had some dirty pictures of women with big muffs basically so yeah.
2: And you just lift up you you lift up the you lift up the kitchen table, you lift off you lift you lift up the tablecloth and you're gonna find Loth You know, you just lift up the lid and you'll see.
1: Yeah, if you're in a Victorian house, little tip for you, just just have a little route round, pull up some floorboards, yeah. see what if you can you, find. If,
2: if you can stand the very kind of busy, busy decor... <laughs> Lots, lots going on on the walls, on the floor, oh, they everywhere. Must have,
1: they must have spent an eternity just dusting things. Yeah, what I'd say, isn't it? But then yeah. that's probably why your mum likes it the way she does, you know.
2: Well, she tends not to dust too much, which is a bit of a fire risk, you know. We have lots of fires at my mum's house but you know, she's all she's she's made a bloody steal. I reckon that woman. The amount of times we come in the living room, the whole ass is just smoking, and she's just sat in the corner like an orange glow from her fag and it's like,
0: Mam, let yeah. the oven chips on again
1: it's Terrible, isn't it? Yeah, you have gotta do it <laughs> gotta do a fire watch on your mum all the ways. But you know what that Quentin Crisp used to say, you know, after four years it don't doesn't get any worse. Well I'm I'm not convinced about that, to be honest. No <laughs> Um yes, she's testament to that. Um but yeah, I mean like do you think now we should have a go at um perhaps doing a bit of a séance you know because obviously we we're talking about the fact that um, they were interested in death no
2: i yes um I do want to, but I think I'm going to take the bracelet off. Oh, yeah, I think
1: think that's for the best. Yeah, we don't want any bad energy Mm. coming into the room. But, yeah, I mean, seances were all the rage back in those days. The Victorians loved it. Victoria and Albert, in fact, apparently did used to take part in a few seances.
2: And Albert's... um, Massive cock would have been nicely tucked away. Yeah, in his just bridges. imagine
1: that. Oh, no, I am. Do you think I he? Do you think he had like a chain running all the way down to like an anklet or something?
2: Well, I, I suspect there may have even have been um kind of a, a concealed uh, connection to him and Victoria. I oh, suspect. Yeah. The, the chain might have been sewn into her because, it well, you know, leg, one of her leg mutton sleeves or something. And, you know, perhaps she, she gently tugged on him and brought him off. You
1: know what? I think because I did actually find out, you know, that um, for a time the Victorians were a bit partial to uh, nipple piercings. Really? Uh, yes. A little known fact. But, yes, bosom rings through the nipples and sometimes a chain between them so well
2: that must be they must have been connected in that
0: way I
1: think you're right I think that's exactly what they did so um I'm not going to go as far as to pierce my nipples but um I've got a I've got a table with a with a nice um handmade lace doily on the top Oh, lovely. And the Ouija board is coming out because I think we need to go old school to fit in with the uh, spiritualist. I, yeah,
2: I mean, I, I think Victorians, they'd be too frightened by the cyclodone. They wouldn't know what was going on.
1: It's a bit of anachronism, isn't it? Really, yes. We don't want to be going too much into the electronic age because we're in the times of, well, um, steam power... And early electricity, shall we say, was starting to make its way across the, across the, uh, the waves from America. So...
2: Well, um, it might, they might have electrified themselves with their nipple to penis exactly. concealed chain... yes
1: so I might even put a copper plate down and (sighs) put my feet on that you know and just have a current running through
2: oh I'm blunt you know what I told you those copper plates I got you at Christmas would come in handy
1: (laughs) and they (laughs) are you didn't want
2: to eat off them
1: (laughs) indeed yeah I'll put one foot on each and then just clip a clip I think Mark's got a a car battery stick that on
2: (laughs) Right. Okay. If you put maybe put a put a towel down under it, it might be a bit. I will. I carry. will. Yes. yes. Oh, and
1: uh, I've I've burnt some some sage in the room. Yes. All oh, right. Uh, no
2: Paxo today you've 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 pulled out all the stops.
1: Yes. Well, um, to be honest, because it's um because it's the Victorian era, I think we're trying to sort of trying to channel our energies towards Queen Victoria. You know, to see if we oh, can yes. encourage her. She wouldn't through. have had Paxo and um yes i think probably the best thing to have is it is rose scent isn't it most
2: likely or maybe right, curry yeah, yeah. she was a bit partial to some curry wasn't she I actually was thinking. from the raj yes, yes. All right. Yes. Well, that well, well, you know, kind of a little segue. We did mention rosé carbonara. I mean, it, an, another idea would be uh, a perhaps a rose a rose curry. Um, you know, just just one to think about there for next Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, great idea that is. So, okay. So, Cheryl, I'd like you to prepare yourself. Um, I'd like you to talk me or guide me through it. So, we're going to use the Ouija board to channel the spirit but then I will try to channel them through me so that I can be them and talk to you as them, much like we've done with Cyclodone. So I'm just going to um, sit quietly for a moment and um, we might even put the um, gramophone on possibly in the background just to see if we can pull, pull Victoria towards us.
2: Right. Well, again, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm glad I got you the gramophone as well. Yes. Okay. So um, I think what I'll do is um, I think just relax,
1: Carol. Yes, just I'm relaxing. I'm breathing.
0: Okay. And there. The and then
1: shit is moving. I have a glass here as well, and it's starting to move.
2: Okay. And we're spelling out. Ooh, w Drumming. On H the I W H I T white White. And it's moving. C H A P. Oh, it's moving fast. It's moving oh. very fast. Oh. P-E-L- white, Ch- white Chapel.
1: Oh, hello there. Oh, hello. <laughs> Who might you be, my little precious?
2: My, my, name's, my name's Cheryl. Um I was only saying earlier. I do like going down Whitechapel, down Brick Lane. I, I quite like. Do you I run do you? the bagel shop? Do you run Bagel Bake? Is it oh, you? I,
1: I, I can't tell you about uh, bagels, my dear. But um, what would you, what would you take for a sack job?
0: Oh,
2: I see. <laughs> I see. Takes I one, have, and no uh, one does it. I have five kisses. My, in well, my I'm in purse. the middle of a podcast, but come on, then. Um, listen, I'd, I don't charge, darling.
1: Oh well, it's uh, even better. Uh, but I, I must insist uh, that we have some privacy. So, could you take me to
2: your quarters? That's right. Just turn. Just turn right here. It's, um, it's just past the beanbag. Okay.
1: I hope you don't mind, uh, Cheryl take a seat if you will and uh, remove your knickerbockers I am going to uh, I'm going to bring in my my bag I have a a, a doctor's bag of instruments if you don't mind
2: No problem, I'm not wearing any but I'll take my leggings off
1: I think that's for the best Uh, I don't need uh, knickerbockers or tights or
0: sockets
1: for this um, They're off, excuse the excuse the There is quite an acrid smell, uh, but I think uh, this should help. Um, Cheryl, do tell me, do you have uh,
2: a large room? Um, I don't, well, I, don't, I, think, I think it's average sized. I mean, I've been told oh, I'm, I'm quite tight considering. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Okay. Um,
1: well, if you can show me your parts... I'm going to uh, release the beast. <laughs>
2: oh, I mean you should be able to see it. I've got no labia.
1: <laughs> oh, that's rather strange, but a, quite alluring uh, I have to say. Well, I'm going to clip mm. clip things out of the way, despite I hope you don't mind.
2: <laughs> oh, your hands are a bit cold, love. Oh, yes, I know you're a uh, spirit and all, but come on. I'm going to
1: reach behind me into my bag and see what oh. see what toys I have to play with today.
2: Oh, don't, I hope it's not Lego again, that bloody hurt. Oh, oh you went off good with your fingers. <laughs> oh,
1: well, is that enjoyable for you? <laughs>
2: oh, uh, it's tip-top, oh yeah. Tip, tip, tip a rock around the clock. <laughs> Do you like Die Hard? I'm just thinking about. It. I wouldn't mind watching it actually.
1: A Die Harder? Well, thought... are you asking me if you would like to Die Hard? Because I think that's what's going to happen. No! Oh, what? I've got my knife. Carol, 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 Here ca-
2: I close, come. close, 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 close. Goodbye, goodbye. Oh, oh, Cheryl! No. Oh, my goodness me! Do you know, I think that was Jack the Ripper. I've just made the connection in my head. Whitechapel, womb, knife, White, it was. doctors.
1: It was Whitechapel. Oh, my goodness me.
2: And I didn't even get a bagel out of it. Did you work out who he was? I couldn't see him. It was just this mist across his
0: face. He had lovely well, fingers. Well, I
1: mean, the doctor's bag, I mean, that says something, doesn't it? I mean, wasn't there word that it was there was a sort of royal doctor as well, I think, that was being you know, was a suspect. Um, But I do have to say there was quite a strong feeling of his cock was pierced.
2: So, That's evidence. I wonder... Do you think it was Prince Abba himself?
1: Well, Prince Albert Victor, you know, we we, we were just talking about that, weren't we? Well, the we? apple so, doesn't
2: fall far from the tree then, like father, like grandfather, like son and father. Maybe that's what
1: happened, yeah, maybe that's what happened and, and we were talking about it and that's what came through, oh dear. Oh so. my
2: God, I can't believe I just came very close to death he was looking right up my womb
1: that's not good is it really oh dear well i think we should i think you should probably go and have a bit of a wash um and yeah i think i'll have to i'll have to do some clearing when we've finished Definitely. Right, well
2: while I go and have a shower, how about we have the next episode of Dilly and then we'll come back Good in idea. a, Good
1: a idea. Few, few
2: more Victorian facts for you. I'm gonna I'm just gonna jump in the chair. So um, All right, then. Well- s- see you after this. The gentle
0: scoundrels will try to take her away Lady Sovereign Dilly
1: Dally Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally All at Sea Chapter 5 The Island of Terror We return to find Dilly and Twitty bobbing on the waves in the deep blue English Channel, accompanied by their translucent cephalopod companion, Octoroca, the giant mind-reading octopus. They were quite content just waiting there for Laura Lavender and George to come and save them. But suddenly, the water began to fizz and boil around them as the cries of a huge creature penetrated them. "'Octoroka, what is happening?' cried Dilly. "'This sound is vibrating at the same frequency as my bosun's pillow, "'and I, I feel quite faint. "'I do not know, my child. "'My mind seems to be clouded by something.' "'Octoroka suddenly changed colour to a fiery red "'and seemed to go quite long and rigid. <gasps> At once, a giant tail came out of the water and slapped back down, creating a tsunami. The women were forced up into the air, and as they descended, Dilly could see an eye the size of a cartwheel glaring back up at her. She screamed. Help me! Oktaroka! a giant beast has come to take me! But Octoroka could not move. She was frozen stiff and resembled a huge red phallus. Um. As Dilly plunged back into the deep, she felt a massive, fleshy, bulbous log scoop her up. And she found herself astride what was basically a giant blue whale's penile part. The whale was clearly wearing a vast metal helmet with cogs and wheels spinning on it, and had somehow hypnotised Doctor Oka, who was now thrusting Dilly up and down its member at great speed. (coughs) Dilly cried. Twitty was still on the surface chewing on some seaweed. Seemingly oblivious to the ordeal, it's highly likely it was cum weed, which was known and used for its sedative effects. Once Dilly had reached almost supersonic speed, the whale came off, propelling Dilly and Twitty hundreds of feet into the air, on a giant stream of whale-cum. The pair came straight back down and landed headfirst in the sand on what appeared to be a desert island. Dilly felt her legs being pulled, and once out, her head now encased in whale-cum-crabs and sand, she could just make out a rather twitchy and hairy man-like creature staring back at her. She rubbed the muck from her eyes and looked to her left to see Twitty being poked by what can only be described as a mermaid on a cart. Who are you? said Dilly. We were just attacked by a giant perverted whale, and we seem to have landed on your island. The man grunted. He started undoing his sackcloth breeches, and pointed to a grotesque mushroom betwixt his hair-ridden thighs. Oh, uh, well I see, perhaps we have landed on an island inhabited by primitive creatures. Twitty, are you okay? She rose to her feet and backed away from the sweaty dog man and helped Twitty to hers. What do you think you're doing here? said the mermaid rather pertinently. This is our island and you shouldn't be here. Master Lecock will be very angry. But we were attacked, said Dilly. The force of the whale's ejaculation carried us here. What is this place called? Maybe we can talk with Master Lecoq. I'm sure he will understand. And pray tell, what are your names?
0: Oh really? Oh well
1: that'll be Stanfunk the man whale, said the mermaid.
0: Master Lecoq's
1: finest creation. And this is the island of Jizzy. And my name is Fishy Fanny and that there is Bullsack. The master gave us our names, he did. I shall bring you to him. Maybe
0: he'll find a use for you.
1: Dilly and Twitty followed on as the freakish pair took them up a long and winding track amongst the palm trees and coconuts. Bolsack was pulling Fanny along on her cart by a string, and wanking as he did so. <coughs> Dilly saw all manner of strange and unknown flora and fauna, and had the strong sense at all times that there were thousands of eyes eyeing her as she went. They heard a drum beating rhythmically, some kind of tribal music, and saw a clearing up ahead of them. At the centre was a large bandstand and they saw at once the most bizarre sight, two half-man half-lizards fighting with their long and pointy proboscis as though they were swords, albeit weepy flexible ones. A wiry camp-looking man wearing an admiral's uniform was jumping about and yelling with glee.
0: Come on Cock come on Teabag, give him one. She
1: scanned around the scene and saw all manner of beasts, somehow still human, but with parts of them beast-like. A pig-faced woman, a man with crab's claws, a child with the body of an ant. Oh dear God, where have we landed, Twitty? Is it hell? Oh madam, I think it is. What shall we do? Octoroka is nowhere in sight and Laura will never find us at this rate. I fear we'll become bearded clam ladies before the day is over.
0: Ah, and who do we have here?
1: Said the angry-looking leader of this demented brood. Hello, sir. Um, yes, it is I, Lady Sovereign Dilly Willycroft, and I have landed on your island quite by accident with my handmaid Twitty. Your friends here tell us that their leader is a master Lecoq. Might that be you, kind
0: sir? (laughs) Yes, that's me, Henry Lecoq. And yes, it's my island. And these are my family and I always welcome strangers. Especially fine ones like yourselves.
1: Dilly couldn't quite read this strange man. He seemed very effeminate and yet lascivious. Dilly winced as she suddenly felt his cane lifting up her
0: skirts. (laughs) What have you got under there, my dear? What a fine pair of pins, said Lecoq.
1: Stop that, Henri. I am a married and respectable woman.
0: Oh, a lady no less. Well, you should be very useful to me, my dear. And this fine little specimen, what might your name be? He said whilst poking his stick down her cleavage. Well, it's
1: Twitty, sir. You're quite a naughty boy, aren't you, Henry?
0: Yes, yes, I am, Twitty. And I take pride in my creations. (laughs) Observe all around you. They are my little freaks. All made with my fair hand to fuel my desires. (laughs) I've written many manuscripts on my endeavours and indeed on my deepest, darkest perversions. (laughs) Care to follow me to my study, ladies? And I shall reveal Twitty,
1: we must escape, Dilly said under her breath as they followed Henri, who was swinging his cane in a rather flamboyant manner and mincing his way across the clearing. Yes, madam, we will. I have a plan, but I would quite like to see his drawings first, (laughs) said Twitty. Dilly could see a strange look in Twitty's eye she had always been able to trust her faithful servant but could this be the strange and alluring sadistic sedition that lecoq had woken within her dilly saw that twitty's hand was firmly clenched and she was chewing her tongue with a demented passion Key. I'm all at sea on board a boat with the man in me. will blow me down, I'm nearly drowned. I've got to swim because the tides come in. Don't make me want
0: the plank. I'd rather have the spank. do hang me from the on this inside my tank. Ah yeah. oh, well that's quite quite a
2: bit bitters- of sweet ending. I was very glad that they that, that they managed to kind of get out of the water because, I mean as, as enjoyable as that whale may have been, you don't want to be hanging around, but it yeah. seems like they've just had the frying pan into the fire literally, now. Literally,
1: quite literally, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, and um yeah, so henry lecoq blimey don't know what they've got in store for them but it can't be good can it based on all of those people that he's mashed up but yeah i mean i have to say i was drawing a lot of my personal
0: Mm. history
1: with regards to i used to i used to draw my own porn i have i would have (laughs) to admit to you
2: She did. I did,
1: yeah. And so I was kind of thinking along those lines, really. Also a little bit like the Marquis de Sade or something, you know. Yes. so, you know, I used to draw myself lots of um, dirty things and... Um...
2: I mean, was it, did it work or was it kind of a bit, you know, a bit kind of oh, half-masked? Did it do the trick or was it a bit oh, like... Oh, it did. I mean, sometimes
1: oh, it okay. could get pretty dark and I had to dispose of it straight away, you know what I mean? Like we've said before, once it's over with, you just want it gone, don't you say? Right,
2: yes, yeah, exactly. Like, close the window, you know, get rid of it, click off it, yeah.
1: Exactly, so um yeah i am not going to go into too much detail but yes it was a little bit sadistic at times
2: so well i think we're getting it we're getting there. that that's kind of coming through in dilly carol if you is. don't mind me saying but
1: you know um there's been issues hasn't there in the past with censorship of of um, books and novels, like obviously D. H. Lawrence. Um, yeah, you had your saucy, saucy literature from all sorts of time periods in history, like the Marquis de Sade and D. H. Lawrence. You know things that that got banned, but. I mean, it's just words, isn't it? You know, you know, I'm not hurting anybody, really. <laughs> we just—it's no. a way to—it's a way to channel those energies and well,
2: uh, and I think this is a good point that we perhaps tell everyone um, that that Carol's stories are now being read out um, across the nation at rehabilitation centres for you know various types of men, um, you know, as a way to kind of be a safe. Pressure valve release. So, you know, the social workers sit them down, they read out episodes of Dilly, and it kind of gives them a little bit of what they want without them going out and getting it. You know, it's community service, really.
1: It is, it is, exactly.
2: Yeah, we get like little letters from the like fan mail. You know, the, Carol's got like a whole new load of fans. You know, oh yeah, most of her. them,
1: most of them are flashers, Basically, they just they yeah. haven't they haven't felt the need, shall we say, after. But their their handwriting's
2: coming on actually. I'll, I'll give them that. But yes. um, yes, yes. so um, um yeah yes, just um coming delving delving back into the Victorian times um. So I believe we've got some uh, f- some fun Victorian facts, Carol. Yes, indeed, let's have some fun facts.
0: <laughs> fun facts.
1: So, um it was popularly believed in Victorian times that the skin could actually breathe. Um and because of that, they didn't like to cover their body too much while sleeping because they thought they might suffocate, see. see. Um, and that theory partly came about because an experiment took place where a horse was covered from head to hoof in shellac. Um, and, of course, the horse died within hours. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it wasn't due to its suffocation. It was just basically it it sweated to death.
2: Right. <laughs> I mean, was it... Was it a nice colour? Because my shellac, I normally get like a red or...
1: Possibly, I'd like to think it was clear because they wanted to sort of see what oh, was happening. Oh, lovely!
2: I don't. Yeah. Know. Well, we got it. You know, you're gonna you, you're giving an awesome manicure. Fair enough, but you know, I know sometimes people get it on their cuticles, but I've never heard about them getting it all over and all. So. An actual
1: horse manicure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, so they so they were sort of getting things. They was getting to grips with science and medicine, weren't they? But you know, still got a lot of things wrong. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, if they weren't me- melting down horses for glue, they was, I mean, covering them in nail varnish. So, um, next one, what was arse- arsenic, Carol?
1: Yeah, apparently they used to use it a lot. So, you know, cosmetics, toys, wallpaper. And it's not like they didn't know it was poisonous because they. it was actually the most popular choice for doing murders <laughs> in those days. Uh, mainly because it was just so cheap and like freely available, so you know. I mean, I don't know. I think it's sort of like nowadays, spit health and safety gone mad. Really, you can't.
2: It's one really done a one do anything, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I
1: don't know. As I'd like to be back there.
2: Well, I think um, I've that that reminds me of like Victorian footlight. Like they used to adulterate their street food, food for the poor. Like, I think there was a famous thing about they sampled a bit of ice cream and it had, like, fleas and calm and air and, you know, I mean, I've found similar things in my home, but I know they're there. Um, and, like, and, like, arsenic, I believe, in bread to make it more what, or flour and they all their teeth falling out.
0: oh dog. Yeah, Blimey.
2: Lived, I mean they was... They lived
1: a short life but they lived it hard, I think. Yeah, and this really is, is the, the days
2: before BBC Watchdog, you know, with Lynn Folds Foldswood and then um, and and Robinson and and Alice Beer yeah, of exactly. course.
1: Exactly. If they was around then there'd be no
2: children no. up chimneys, would there? <laughs> no, they're blooming wooden. And and what's this um one we've got here? I think it's our, our, our Last our Last Fact. Now, Carol, set the record straight. Is it true or is it false about the whole dildos, orgasms thing?
1: Well, you see, I think it's sort of up for debate, this one, because when you look up stuff to do with this, you know, it's the early days of psychoanalysis um, happened towards the end of, of that era. And so, you know, people get into grips with their sexuality and their piccadillos. And um, the, there was still the, very much the idea that women couldn't really control themselves, essentially. Right. Uh, and they talked about hysteria and consumption and stuff like that. And um, and there's this idea that, you know, when um, they started uh, motorising um lots of things that uh, vibrators became quite of popular course. electric vibrators and why um, not because obviously it involves quite a lot of effort to massage um, a woman's parts to get her off um which is what they used to like to do to sort of give them a release you know they'd be hysterical they needed to be taken well, down a I peg mean or I think two. We can
2: all. We can all understand that, can't you know, we, lady? So they thought,
1: right, let's make this a bit easier, get get the vibrators going electrified, you know, so they're vibrating at high speed and, you know, off they go within seconds, really. So, but yes, I, I have heard since that, um, so obviously, you know, with my research into um, sexual accoutrement and uh, sex toys and the cyclodone sex suit system, um, I'd like to know, you know, about the history behind these things, because uh, obviously we use a lot of electrodes now and vibrations, very commonplace, isn't it? Oh yes, um, I mean it, it's so daily. Why, you know, if uh, an invention had been created that vibrates at high speed, would you not think about putting it between the legs? That's <laughs> what I would well, say. It's,
2: it's second nature, really, isn't it? I mean, we're human I beings. F- Can't you know? I, get I find real. it very hard. I find it very hard to brush my teeth and just keep the bloody thing in my mouth.
1: Exactly. I think anybody, you know, men or women, male or female, get something in your hand that vibrates at speed or does quite a good job of of suctioning things. I I think we know where that's going. So I'm going to stand by that. I think that did happen. And, you know, I suppose it was... Not really about women gaining their sexual freedom. It was more about a lazy doctor not wanting to uh, hurt his wrists wanking someone off, really. But <laughs> um, but yeah, nevertheless, uh they were very much, you know, necessity was the mother of invention, wasn't it? So we well, got literally. a lot out of the Victorian era, including um sewers. I think that was a another quite interesting um. Concept which uh, actually feeds into our well, Queen of rather than King of.
2: Oh, right. And um, Carol, what's our Queen of this week? So
1: I have got to give the prize to Joseph (laughs) Basiljet. Who? He was the engineer that, basically, we spoke about in a previous episode of the podcast about the Great Stink of 1858. Oh,
2: the Great Stink, of course. Them driving trains into the Thames, yeah, and
1: filling it up with poo, basically. (laughs) So... um, yeah, so something got something I had to give, you know. So Queen Vic, she got the engineers down, <laughs> said, oh, all yeah. oh, this smell, it's just too disgusting. And I can't go on the Thames any longer. I'm and, sorry, um, Vicky. <laughs> you know, so it had to be done. And so he created a load of, well, massive pipes, basically, to funnel it all down. I'm not really sure quite where it ended up going at the end of it all. <laughs> Probably piped it into some poor people's slums or something um but yeah, For them to eat, yeah. <laughs> exactly, but it actually transformed things because they used to believe that diseases were caused by bad air and humours and miasmas and things.
2: Yeah, um, and it's not funny. Humour, my arse. No, no, exactly.
1: Nothing funny about that. And, uh, yeah, it, it sort of dried up a lot of the problems they had with cholera and other, you know, dysentery and other things. And, um, you know, so... Yeah, they just had a massive poo pipe, which is being upgraded, as we know, at the moment. Yes. yes.
2: Well, you, you um, uh, speaking of which, you're upgrading your cesspool, aren't you, in the bottom of your garden, and you're also having a massive poo pipe put in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it had to happen, didn't it? Really, I think that's probably down to the fact that Cheryl's surreptitiously had hers funneling towards mine, haven't you? Sorry. <laughs> the fatberg's yeah. got in the way and sort of piped it round <laughs> down to my <laughs> house. I think. Oh, well, Mike did say something about finding finding a few leads connected up to the electrics as well. So might have to have a word with your Steve about that.
2: Oh God, don't! Oh, there's so many things I've got to have words with him about. I found a finger in the bin again.
1: Oh, <sighs> okay. Well, let's hope it's just a. A cast off from your mum's. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: well, yeah, nice nail polish on it though. At least you know, oh, right, nice colour right. like, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice.
1: Well, so hope you enjoyed the uh, the vile Victorians as we yeah. could call them. Um, but you know, they've got a yeah soft spot
2: in our hearts. And oh definitely we would literally not be here without them so exactly. um, yeah <laughs> if, uh, if yeah. you um if you want us to cover any other other time doesn't necessarily we can we can go in the world of science religion um cooking <laughs> just you know send us an email hello at com, and um well until you do we're just gonna keep going our sweet way and we Carol? <laughs> see
1: what we can see what else we can drum up on the nightline. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Bye.